After 20 plus unbeaten in the league, why not just up the degree of difficulty? Here on the Owls AmeriCast, Sheffield Wednesday of Hidden with an American accent. I'm your host in suburban Utah, Jeffrey Paternostro. I was in Phoenix, Arizona for most of the last week working, covering baseball. I did have exactly one local beer. I didn't even get the name of it. It was a Pilsner. I had it after 12 hours at Chase Field. It was very good. Anything would have been good at that point, but it actually legitimately was a good Pilsner. But back in Utah, I am working my way through my Bohemian Brewery 12-pack. Tonight, we're doing the Chernibach, which is a Shores beer. A little crisp lately. I also went with the Pilsners, but just chilly enough to stick with a dark beer for one more week. It's quite nice. Uh, again, just an excellent example of the style. No muss, no fuss. Under 4%, or under 5%, probably, is my guess, as you do. 4.6%. To talk about a another Wednesday win, one where they had to dig a little bit deeper, but still got the result. Starting in New England, starting New England, Al Justin Disorger. Justin, what are you drinking? Hey Jeff, uh, Jeff, quick question: Did you play roulette again tonight with your beer, or did you go for something? No, I I, I picked. I mean, n- not really. I just grabbed whatever was on the door, but I did not like do it blindly. I did not try to. <laughs> The first beer I found on the board, door, which was the Chernibach. Fair enough. I uh, I stopped off at a store, um, and last week I had a uh, Maine Beer Company stout. I got a different Maine Beer Company stout today, uh, Mean Old Tom, which uh, is quite good. It's a little uh, roastier, a um, little sweeter. It's got some vanilla beans, and uh, they always have the great stories with them, uh, he says uh, when he was five in the summer of 76, his Uncle Tom came to visit him in uh, Louisiana, Missouri, which is a place. Uh, and he came to visit and uh, paint their house. And him and his Uncle Tom would, uh, when he was done painting the house, I presume, stroll the highways and collect uh, empty beer cans for Uncle Tom's beer collection. So uh, the guy who later grew up to... Uh, Make Maine Beer Company wanted to salute his mean old Uncle Tom. And uh, it's quite good. Uh, We're still in the, you know, Cape Cod early spring, which is cold and gray and windy and, uh, you know, just trying to get through. I will say 80 degrees all weekend in Arizona. So that was nice. In the land where it's uh, probably also 80 degrees. Not allowed to mention that. Yeah. South Carolina. It's Tommy Byrne. Tommy, what are you drinking? Uh, Right now I'm having a vodka mule uh, with Reka vodka, which is uh, an Icelandic vodka, which has become my daily driver. So uh, I'm I'm super happy with this. And I tell you what, it is not 80 degrees here. Uh, It was a it was a balmy 58 was the high today. Mm. Um, and, uh, now with my new digs, cause I just moved, um, I'm stuck doing podcasts in my garage. So <laughs> I'm freezing my tits off, uh, outside in my garage and it's awesome. <laughs> Finally out in Portland, it's our Cascadia owl, Mike Laroon. Mike, what are you drinking? Uh, I am still in the midst of Lent, so we are back to tea. Um, and this is a uh, turmeric ginger, and probably the same one I had last time I was on the podcast, if I recall. But um, it's 
It's the one I'm going with this season. I like it. Uh, quickly, before we start, your thoughts on the new Portland Thorns kit. Oh, my. Um, so, my, my honest thoughts on this are, I'll, I, I need to see it in person. Mm-hmm. I don't picture me and, like, my guy <laughs> friends wearing them side by side. I think they look great. Around. They are cool. I would absolutely get one of them. They they are cool, but I don't, I, and I do, I I have my my son and I and my wife, we always get the previous kits. Uh, we are season ticket holders, but no, this is, and I believe it, I believe they're trying to position now as the um, alternate kit. So we'll right. see. It's like when they get their first loss with it, you'll never see it again. <laughs> Tommy. Which, well, I tell you what, which so far, um, the Charleston Battery have, uh, they, their kits have been voted the best in the league this year, so. I will also say, as long as we're just doing random kit chat before we start, not that much to talk about. Not like it's a big Welcome week. For, not like it's a big week for Wednesday <laughs> season or anything upcoming. But uh, the Hartford Athletic kit this year, they did a, a pattern very similar to the the Capitol Dome, which looks absolutely awesome on uh, on their kits. So I might have to score myself one of those. All right, actual Sheffield Wednesday chat, not about the kit, although the. Uh, the yellows did look quite good against Pompey. And we'll talk about that game. Another one, nil win. I think that's 10, 11 now this year, however many. Keep them coming. We'll cover the Wednesday news and preview a prime time, at least in England, clash with Bolton and a midweek trip to Barnsley. We will start with another one, nil win over Pompey. We got our deflected cross for a goal. Last week, this week, we get a little bit of route one action and Wednesday see it out from there, although not without uh, a bit of uh, a bit of pressure applied towards the end of the game, Justin. Yeah, um, I don't know. The game felt pretty, pretty identical overall. They, they certainly uh, we mentioned the last game, how little pressure uh, was put upon us uh, in a one nothing win. And, and this week there was. A lot more. I, I just did want to quickly start off touching on that goal. Um, I know I tweeted about it, but everything about that goal was perfect, right? The the delivery from Dawson was absolutely perfect onto Smith's head. Smith could not have deflected it more perfectly into Windass's path, and Windass's first touch and strike could not have been more perfectly placed into the far corner. And then they topped it all off with just an amazing uh team celebration to recognize uh windass's future career as an uber driver <laughs> i did enjoy like if like obviously we talked a fair bit on the show and it was a bit of grist for wednesday twitter about his lack of celebrations yes for most of the season and just to like swing the pendulum as far in the opposite direction possible i uh yeah he did that, that. He did the Pato tribute a couple of weeks ago, did, and yeah. then uh, and then this, and to see the entire team diving in on that was—I mean, you can tell heavily coordinated. That's that makes me sure. happy. Um, yeah, and um, I, again, I hope the celebration doesn't uh, overshadow the goal. Uh, but that was, uh, yeah, remarkable goal. That's fifteen now in the league for him, I think. Yep. Wow. Maybe it's in all competitions, um, but and it is it is a eleven one nothing wins, Jeff. Eleven one nothing wins. Keep them coming again. Yeah, uh, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I do have to say, I thought all in all, Portsmouth. Portsmouth is one of the better 
teams I've seen recently against Wednesday. Like they really, they came to play. They were assertive in possession, moving the ball quickly, attack down the wings. But then I like started thinking about it. They again, they just, and this is a, at this point, I think it has to be a tribute to Wednesday's defense. Nobody can create much of an end product against them. Yeah, the other stat I was looking up, trying to figure out, was what have been during this last, I don't know, 10, 12 games, what have been the shots on target for the opponents? Mm-hmm. And I, I looked, and it wasn't as awful as I thought it was going to be, but a lot of twos and fives. Um, a couple, I think, I don't know when there was a zero in there somewhere. But yeah, it's, um, and the ones that got two are one of the actual ones that connected, unfortunately. But yeah, um, yeah it's, um, there's just nothing there. It's it's great. It's um, yeah. I mean, just I think it's a credit it. to Darren yeah. Moore. I mean, Darren Moore has got it's it's the defensive midfield and the defense dialed in where it's I, it's difficult to get a shot off on us, especially when on target. Um, and you know, our every once in a while, our keeper has to make a worldie, you know, and and you know, do an amazing save, but. Outside of that, it's I'm it's it's not three years ago where I was panicked every time somebody came down the left side. <laughs> even even down to ten men. Even yeah, down to ten, think... it was he did it right. He did the right substitutions. He did the yeah, right. Yeah. He did the right movements. And, and look, I I do got to I got to make a point here. Uh, the the second yellow was clearly a yellow. He was beaten to the ball. It was in a dangerous area. He was clearly impeding a, a, a dangerous attack. Fine. The first yellow. Look. We're 35 matches in the League One season. We've seen a lot of fucking time wasting over the course of the season. And look, Wednesday has certainly engaged in their fair share of time wasting. I'm looking at you, David Stockdale. Uh this is like the the least egregious time wasting I've seen. So I ever getting a card for that seemed incredibly harsh to me. Yeah. And look, when it came down to it, he had to make a play on the ball in that spot. You just gotta, you gotta do it. You gotta take your chance. You get a yellow. You get a yellow. And he did. Um, yeah, I thought the second was a little harsh. A right little at that spot. In the I mean, field. He, it was awkward. He, he, he missed back, that spot right. in the field. Yeah, it's just that's always gonna be a yellow, which. Uh, uh, yeah. Apparently, also always going to be a yellow is going in two feet above the ball and scissoring uh, the player. Uh, that apparently is yeah, also how is that not a straight card. red? That had, how like, is that I, not a straight red? I, I, I watched it, and the ref had a good view of it too. Like I don't know how that was not just, just means a straight he's red. incompetent at that speed, and that's, that's a leg breaker. That is a From leg behind, breaking challenge. Yeah. He wasn't ready for it, and yeah, it was that was egregious. Yes, I mean, I yeah, I don't know what. What else is needed to do that? I, I, Sean Raggett's been around the league a little bit. Like he's a decent player. I, mm-hmm. I don't know that I've seen him play mm-hmm. like that before. You know, there's nothing egregious over. I don't the think it of the game, was. I that's... don't think it was dirty per se. It was just a bad challenge, right? I don't think he was. Trying... Oh, it was a horrible challenge. Yeah, just a horrible the whole challenge. Match was chippy. <laughs> was just... The whole match was chippy. I mean, yeah, it was, it was... It was a little chippy. Yeah. It, it's and... everybody was everybody was getting their licks in, and it wasn't. It yeah, and, the, and, and to be fair to the to be fair to the official, he let you know he let them play. He let he let the tackles go in. I never thought the game particularly got you know. Sometimes when you start 
letting them play on the edge a little bit, you could it can it can go a certain way. I don't think it really did. Uh, it was a little bit of a little bit of handbags in the first half, but you know, again, this is it the, never got out of hand as, and, as much as I saw. It never got I out of hand until literally he dove in with two feet. Uh, <laughs> right. Oh, I saw the replay. It was ridiculous. Oh, it should have been at full speed. He should have been sent off. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Wednesday, Wednesday did see it out in uh, again fairly uneventful fashion. I will again. I say this every week, but I want to highlight a particular Aiden Flint header this time because there's one <laughs> towards that. I, I think it was still in, and it wasn't quite extra time yet. But I think it was towards the end of end of normal time, and he was probably standing around the D somewhere in there and he got a header and he put it five rows out into touch back. And it wasn't like a <laughs> souffler whipped ball in or anything. It just, it just trampoline out of play. Killed a little extra time. It was, it was incredible. Whoops. And again, then again, the entire back line again, had a great game. So at this point that just goes without saying. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Really, I tell you really what, remarkable. I will- I will take 40 of uh, one nil wins every year. I'll take 40 of them every year. Thank you very much. <laughs> Certainly take two more this week. Yeah, I mean, outside of that, again, I've had a particularly eventful game. Um, Wednesday outside of the goal did not offer a, a ton going forward. I thought. Windows had that header that Windows had the maybe header. should have gone in front of uh, yeah, front fair of enough. Yeah, we had a couple of headers he probably should have gotten on target, but you know Portsmouth were you know fairly confident in possession. They had the vast majority of possession. <laughs> but we, you know, honestly, we were content to give them possession. Yeah, absolutely, um, and sit back with that as you know, as we've been talking about that sort of. You know, our back three and then our central midfield being so compact, uh, making it really difficult to get anything in. Uh thought from, uh Fumoyo was probably the standout on the back line, but you yeah. know, across across the board they were they were quite good. And uh yeah, what what did they have? They had uh they came up with eleven total shots and it included uh two on target. So, you know. That's good for them. And considering they had 10 men for nearly half an hour, uh, you know, that was once again, a, a not, you know, as Tommy said, you know, referenced earlier, uh, a couple of years ago, we, we lose it every time the other team gets the ball in our half. Uh, this year has just been the opposite. It's everything feels fairly comfortable for most of the time. Yeah. I also saw that we are one of the last teams that have not lost from a losing position or not. I'm sorry, not lost from a winning position this year. And that was our thing. That was our bread. And yes, butter. that was uh, very famously. Uh, <laughs> we were very points from winning positions was uh, was the Wednesday way. That is kind of incredible when you say that. So, well, I don't I don't know who, the, who posted the stat. It was uh, out of the past 10 matches. We are in the best form in Europe in all all of Europe and all, all three divisions. It's we are in the best form in all of Europe. <laughs> well, again, Tommy, they haven't lost in twenty-two matches, so <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. But you know, I mean, there's also you know, Bayern, you know, yeah, sure, fair enough. <laughs> Mike, did you say the stat was that they have not lost have not from tried. a winning position all year? They've not lost from a winning position. Yeah, yeah if we score first, that's incredible. incredible. 
or draw, but yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, shit. Very good. Well, you think about it, they've only lost three matches, um, and they scored... I guess they were never up against Plymouth. They equalized, and then... Uh, they didn't score against... Uh... Yeah, I guess I suppose if you never lose, it's hard to lose from a winning position. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's true, but still, that 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 speaks to you know that speaks to what this team well, I mean, has been this year. It's Gallows humor, but just... yeah, the the Gallows humor about how we talk about one nil leads okay. used to be our, the the death of us, and now I have this dissonance when I'm watching the game, and everything is telling me I should be nervous, and it's like, eh. Yeah. I'm not bored, but it's like, yeah, look at it. Sweet. They, they go all after 10 minutes and we're in. Well, I would just love to tell all the moaners from uh, last year who were saying Darren Moore out that they can go fuck off. How about that? <laughs> well, tell me, the, the, cra- the crazy thing is, we won't get into this because I know I suggested a little rant and, and maybe there was, but when we had that uh, half against Don's where uh, – they had a you know absolute rocket of a goal, and then Iorfa had that uh, had that real uh, mess up at halftime. People were the you know the slugs co- climbed out of the sewers and started screeching for more out. Oh yeah, and that that was in the midst yeah. of you know what seventeen straight without a loss. So Tom, you don't need yeah. to go back to last year to find the people to tell the <laughs> fuck off. Well, I'm at this year too. Anybody who says more out can fuck off. <laughs> If you're wondering about such things, uh, Wednesday are currently three points clear of Argyle at the top of the table with two games in hand. So, but two games coming up to talk about and talk about them, we will after we take a short break and cover Wednesday news. Now it's time for some Wednesday news. Not a ton of news this week, but first we did want to highlight uh, a charity match at Sheffield FC for uh, for Rio Spur for for Tommy Spur's son. I'm sure we've talked about this before on the show. He's been uh, battling cancer for a while now, and they're doing a, a Sheffield Wednesday eleven against Sheffield United eleven with special guest manager Ron Atkinson, uh, and it's it's actually a, it's a really good lineup. So obviously. Uh, if you're in the area, uh, definitely check it out. It's for a very good cause. And you can see uh, John Sheridan uh, moving about the midfield with Ross Wallace, which is a very unusual combination. Uh, Carlton Palmer's in. Carlton too. Palmer, like a midfield. We go midfield three of Carlton Palmer, uh, <laughs> Ross Wallace, and John Sheridan. I like it. I wouldn't bet against those. Yeah. Uh, so we covered this about a month ago. Maybe a little more then. It's in the news again. I will first this by saying nobody in this room has been to Hillsborough. Oh, sorry. Mike has this time. Mike was on all the time. Uh, Mike's never sat in Leppings Lane then. As far as I know, yeah. Um, we weren't at the Newcastle game. So, and again, the best I can tell from the Sheffield City Council statement that came out today, there's no evidence of any of anything happening functionally. Uh, they had the CCTV. There's no, there's no crush. There is no nothing. However, the club has agreed to a voluntary reduction in capacity in that section. I think it's like twenty one percent or something for uh, 
in the short term, at least, while they continue to investigate. Daily Mail had some stuff to say about this. I'll just remind you, it's the Daily Mail. We you don't have to. It's terrible <laughs> that they're doing this, but you don't have to pay attention to it. The it, it reminds, mail. Yeah, it reminds me of when there was a uh, a lawsuit against Fox News probably about four or five years ago. And Fox News's defense was uh, basically that they're not actually a news uh, station. So and it was found yeah. to be that they, they're not truthful <laughs> enough to tell the news. Right. It was like, it's like mail. no reasonable person could think this was real or something. No like reasonable that, yeah. person. I mean, no reasonable person standard. Yeah. 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 I mean, this and this is so this is the Daily Mail. It's, yeah. And it's like, look, joke. again, a... from people we've talked to, I've talked to to Wednesday fans, you know, expats within Owls Americas that have said that stand should have come down years ago uh, for, for various Probably reasons. in ninth, the summer in 1989. Yeah, it's been packed out for plenty of uh, plenty of games there, both by you know uh, Wednesday fans and away fans. And again, there's been no. You know, I've I heard know. from plenty that that stand needs to come down and get rebuilt strictly for structural purposes. Sure, and that can certainly be true. It's, and the Daily it's, Mail it's can no also longer need up to really to 2023 shut standards. Yeah, sure. And and sure, the club needs to own that they haven't put the amount of money and resources into redoing that. And I think we all agree that the club's response in 1989 was not ideal. Uh, we did not handle that well. But the, the fact is, as Jeff's alluding to, we've had multiple teams pack that end out over the last handful of years. We had video footage from the the stand during the Newcastle game that showed zero issues. It was found that there were no issues. This is a non-story. It's it's bullshit, clickbait, and frankly, it's gross because you're you know trying to take advantage of the notoriety of a tragedy, uh, one of the biggest tragedies in world football history. Uh, yeah, no, it sucks that we even have to bring it up. I I've loved the club's response, the Sheffield. City Council's response, like basically we're just telling the mail and the troll that works for him and the few idiots around the league and, and the country who want to jump on board to fuck off. Um, and it, it is very disappointing. We got the uh, uh, attendance, the, the total attendance reduced in that stand. But you know what? In the end, none of it is really Wednesday fans anyway. So apologies to uh, all visiting fans who can't get tickets at Wednesday. It's not on us. Blame the mail. Uh, blame a bunch of trolls. And there will be a match at Hillsborough this Friday under the lights as a Bolton comes to town. Take it away, Justin. Uh, yeah, Bolton, another... Uh, it, Mike and I were chatting a little bit off air. This, uh, this is a fun next two games, right? This is uh, after this stretch until the <laughs> derby game at the end of the year. We're Hopefully it won't with, mean anything. Oh, a lot of league one teams. And I mean that in the worst possible way. Right. Uh, but Bolton is a pretty big club with a good history. I mean, they were formed in 1874 as Christchurch football became Bolton Wanderers three years later. Um, you may recall, they hold the record for most seasons in the top flight without a title. Uh, that's 73 years. They do have four FA cups and, uh, two trips to the Europa league, one under Sam Allardyce and one under, uh, Gary Megson. Um, so uh, they got in a lot of trouble in 2019, administration, winding up, all that. 
nonsense. Uh, the one other thing to note about them historically is they are known as the trotters uh, because uh, the area that the uh, stadium was in was surrounded by farms and it was noted they would be trotting through pig pens, whatever. I mean, again, it, England in the <laughs> 1870s, there's a certain sense of humor there that uh, they should have said um, Yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, no, no hablo francais. Uh, so they're in sixth right now, uh, battling for a playoff spot. They're three points ahead of Wickham, uh, but with uh, Wickham having a game in hand. So it's a huge game for Bolton. Uh, they are uh, not in great form, though. They're, they're very mid-table in their form. They've gone win-loss, win-loss, draw-loss. Uh, we played them back in August. This is again another sort of freaking re- August game. Reverse I'm not going to remember. That's right. That we don't remember. Uh, George Byers scored in the 38th minute, and Liam Palmer in the uh, I'm sorry, 36th, and then Palmer in the 38th. So looks like we kind of uh, put them away with a one-two, and then relaxed uh, until the end. If you recall, their manager is Ian Evett, who was at Barrow, where he was. The team was known as Barrow Salona. Uh, due to their uh, fancy possession-based uh, quick pass football on the ground. They play a 3-5-2 uh, with a number 10, which when we talk about Barnsley, you'll see the subtle difference. Um, they like to use their wide midfielders for width and push in. Um, you know, their strikers usually come inside. Um, you know, again, again, solid, solid squad. Um Names you need to know. Rico Santos is their center back and their captain and sort of their key player. He was out when we played them last time. Uh, Owen Toll is uh, and, and Luke Mbete uh, make up the rest of their back three, which have been very solid. Dion Charles is up front. He's got 15 goals. Um, they, they've got some decent uh, outside midfielders, wingback types. Um, and their uh, goaltender is excellent. His name is James Trafford. He's a 19-year-old on loan from City. He's uh, England's under-21 goalkeeper. So, uh, And then their midfield will be uh, some combination moving around of Aaron Morley, Kyle Dempsey, and uh, perhaps Kieran Lee amongst amongst some others. Uh, They're a pretty solid team. They should line up to play us. Um, But I, you know, my God, uh, Hillsborough under the lights, televised uh they're not in the best of form i i like us to uh to take the game to them and and perhaps get more than one goal but we'll we'll see we should note that uh this is an espn plus game and they have a couple of those coming up it's not an espn plus game on the ESPN Barnsley plus game. is the ESPN Plus game. Barnsley and FGR are the yeah, ESPN. This is the uh, Sheffield Council doesn't want Sheffield United and Wednesday playing at the same time, oh, but Sheffield, okay, but, when, but United's playing in the FA Cup anyway. Um, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. So, uh, what is it? Uh, East Coast American time three forty five. It is three forty five. Yeah. Three forty five. The reason I am noting, reason I was going to talk about, it is there are some. Uh, some meetup changes and an extra meetup this week. Uh, the New York Owls will be at Interborough in Brooklyn, New York. They're actually getting Patty to uh, go somewhere other than Manhattan. Holy crap. Patty's going to Brooklyn? <laughs> Patty is going to Brooklyn, yes. Well, the idea of Manhattan on, on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, not a good uh, idea. Uh, it's like it's amateur night. Yeah, it best, uh, best yeah, to roll on out. 
Boston uh, and Charleston, no. It's yeah. amateur night. <laughs> New Orleans yeah. Owls will, of course, be at Finn McCool's. And there'll be a Florida Owls meetup at O'Toole's in Brandon, Florida. It should be should be a I'm I'm hoping for uh yeah I'm hoping for a good game um I I I would assume I'm not gonna lie wear their white go ahead I'm not gonna lie I'm I'm it's I'm I'm concerned because they are on the cusp of playoffs so they got everything to play for and we are flying high and I I just really hope there's no there's no letdown there it's like oh you know what these guys are. These guys are seventh. These guys are sixth. Uh, you know, uh, uh, we got this. I really hope Darren Moore has got them dialed in. To let's say, no, we can't lose for the rest of the season. We can't lose for the rest of the campaign. I, I'd be more concerned. We'll talk about this with Barnsley, too. You're right, because Bolton's really fighting for that playoff spot. If they lose, they are only three up on Wickham with a slight goal difference and two games in hand for Wickham. Uh, I'm less worried about us not coming to play and more worried about them really elevating their game. But that's what um, I'm worried about. I, 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 I am excited to, to see there. They have classic jerseys. They're all white and black kits. I would assume they'll wear those given we'll be in blue and white stripes. And that's a good old uh, English uh, matchup. Also, these are, these are the Pizza Cup finalists. So if you ever wondered who slogged their way through this whole thing, we get to see it now. Although we just saw is, the other ones a few weeks ago. Who is it? Bolton and... That's Bolton how big and, the pizza cup is that you don't even know. Bolton and Ipswich, isn't it? No, it's Plymouth. Plymouth, whatever. Oh, there you go. Again, Yeah, whatever. no, I, start, I stopped caring this year, Mike. Yeah, That's no. a lot Last of year experience. I cared, this year I We don't. made it very clear that we are not a... This is no longer a pizza cup podcast. <sighs> but it is... Uh, go go Plymouth. But it, sure, whatever. <laughs> that takes us to midweek and a trip to Barnsley. Uh, yeah, Barnsley, uh, just a brief reminder for, uh, our founder and overlord, uh, <laughs> Patty Jones. This is not a derby, Patty. It's I'm not sorry. a derby. You know, it's not a derby. <laughs> not, a derby. A, not a derby. You could call it a mini derby or something. That's fine. But, uh, Barnsley are the tykes. It's so cute. Um, they have, uh, we're traveling to Oakwell where they've been playing since 1888. So you got to. Give some credit there. Um, they joined the Old English school. Football League. Yeah, well, they joined the EFL in 1898. So, again, both both of these uh, teams are quite old. And you've got some history there where Bolton has the most games in the top flight without winning a championship. Well, Barnsley has spent the most time in the second division out of any English club. Um, they are not uh, in the second division right now. Uh uh, just of note, two further things to note of Barnsley's history. They did win the 1912 FA Cup, which credit to them. And they were the team that uh, should have uh, been promoted ahead of Arsenal. The only time Arsenal should have been relegated. But rather than relegating Arsenal, the clubs around the league voted on who should be relegated. And uh, when it came to Arsenal or Barnsley, guess what? It was not Arsenal. So mm. Arsenal stayed up. So Screw you, Arsenal fans who claim you've never been relegated. Uh, you should have been. And poor Barnsley went down. Uh, Barnsley is the hottest team in the league. They are tied for first in the form table. I, I've seen uh, some tweets that suggest they might be the best team in League One this week. Barnsley? <laughs> yeah. I mean, even Barnsley fans were like, 
it's probably it's like we're probably like Wednesday of uh, are still like eleven points ahead of us. Calm down. <laughs> yes, yes, eleven. 11 <laughs> when you get points. Barnsley fans being like, "No, no, come on, it's uh, it's Wednesday," you know that maybe you'd uh, slow your roll a little bit there. Yeah, they are. Um, they're definitely more reasonable than uh, Rotherham fans, but they are often they get very fired up about this. So to hear even them recognizing that as good as Barnsley are and the role that they've been on, they are not. Uh, the best team in League One. Uh, they are sitting in fourth, uh, and they have been, again, on a great roll. They are right now six points behind Ipswich, but with two games in hand. So they are also in there actually eight points behind Plymouth with those two games in hand. They are in uh, better form than Plymouth, who is not doing great, but Ipswich is managing to hold up their end of the bargain. So they are tied with Ipswich in form. Uh, with 16 points in their last six and plus 14 goal difference. We also have 16 points in our last six, but given our desire for one nothing wins, we are only uh, plus nine. But that is quite all right. So these are two very, very informed teams going at it. Uh, if you recall the last game we played them, they really played uh, us off the pitch. Was, uh, yeah, you know, it wasn't, I, I went back and watched the extended highlights. It wasn't quite as bad as I remembered. In fact, it was more that we did not play very well, um, had a lot of turnovers, and they countered very quickly on those turnovers, um, really took advantage of that. Uh, and so they were August game too, I feel like. Uh, early September. Yeah, yeah, good call. I think September 8th or something like that. Um, and it was weird too. They, they came off of uh, – beating i think they lost three nothing their previous game uh came into hillsborough and you know i I mean you know what jeff really you know it played us off the pitch put us to the sword like it's not it's not inaccurate um their manager is michael duff who's obviously doing a great job with this team uh if you recall michael duff is the man who played in the top eight leagues of the pyramid in ascending order between Cheltenham and Burnley, moved up from the eighth to the seventh of the sixth and so forth. Very impressive. Um, he was a Cheltenham coach uh, a couple of years ago, was the League Two manager of the year and came to Barnsley this year. Uh, well, at Cheltenham, he played a 3-5-2 with a number 10, similar to what we're going to expect from Bolton. And he has adjusted at Barnsley, he plays a 3-5-2, but with a one of a holding midfielder. So the central midfielder is holding um they play very compact they really only pressure you with the front three but what they try to do is use that front three to get you to kind of lob it into midfield where they're likely to outnumber you with five players um and then they will hit you on the counter um they like to go out wide get it back into the middle and if they need to uh sit back they are very comfortable going to a back five um you know this is a very very dangerous team um Things we're looking for uh, from them. Up front, they have James Norwood, uh, eight goals and four assists, and Devontae Cole with 10 goals. Both of them, I believe, were the goal scorers last time he played them. Norwood was certainly very dangerous up front, hit a crossbar, uh, even if he didn't score. Um, Those will be their two forwards. Uh, And then uh, they're out wide. They have Jordan Williams and Nicky Cadden. Uh, That's what combining there. Eight goals and eight assists. Those are coming from the width. Their uh, number eights, their central midfielders are Adam Phillips, seven goals, six assists, and Herbie, not Harry Kane, two goals, five assists. 
Luca Connell sits behind them, protecting the back line. He still has two goals, five assists. And the, the back three that they have settled on uh, since January has been uh, left to right. Liam Kitching, Mads Anderson, and Bobby Thomas. Mads Anderson being uh, maybe their standout player of the year. And uh, their goalkeeper uh, is Harry Istad. They got on loan from Luton earlier in the year, but hadn't really settled in. He's played their last seven games. And as we noted, um, those have been a lot of uh, wins and a draw. So uh, this should be a very interesting game. I, I guess I would, you know, kind of expect us to try to do what they do, which is seed possession, sit back and try to hit them on the counter. Um, but I, I think, you know, again, uh, alluding back to what Mike and I were talking about off air, these should be, and, and it's so nice to be in a position to sit back and appreciate some good football instead of uh, stressing heavily over results. But the, these could be two enjoyable games of football against uh, two fairly decent teams, even at a league one level. All right. We'll go around the, we'll go around the table. What's the minimal minimum acceptable points from these two games, Justin? Minimum. Yeah. Uh, ugh, three. Tommy. Four. Mike. Gotta win one, gotta draw one, at least. And two. Two. Interesting. I thought about that. Jeff? I, I think we gotta take four here. I think I uh, uh, Barnsley feels like a nailed on nil-nil to me for some reason. Both uh, teams look defend at the, well, but they don't. Barnsley does not score a lot of goals. This one, it feels they're, like a midweek form. away game. It just feels like it's going to be a really weird tight game to me. I, also, think, they'll, I, think, they'll Barnsley, Bol- I think they'll beat Bolton I mean, 1 0. They're Barnsley. Yeah, I, they're, they're a pretty good team this year, right? I mean, they are they, they going were in... to allow sheep on the sideline? <laughs> they, two seasons ago, they were threatening <laughs> of course for uh, promotion. Sheep on the touchline. The Premier League. <laughs> no, it's true. Barnes, all, all jokes aside, Barnsley's current form. Yeah. Uh, the, the way it, just the way that they're playing too. I think like, they'll be Bolton. Uh, they're so good at Hillsborough. Bolton after Bolton after having a great run is kind of scuffling a little bit. That that's why I said three points. I, I yeah. think we can afford I mean, look, to, it's, they they have a little bit of a buffer here, right? But if they take well, four from is, these two games, it's I don't want to say it's done and dusted, but they put themselves in the driver's seat here in the upcoming schedule. Oh I mean yeah. Given what that schedule is, I think it is done and dusted. Um, if they take four to six here, yeah. I mean these are these are Barnsley's last six games in uh, reverse order: three nothing at Oakwell against Plymouth, three one over Portsmouth, drew nil nil at Bristol Rovers, but in a game they dominated at Oakwell, beat Derby four one, beat Cheltenham four nothing on the road, beat Port Vale three one on the road. So their last I guess they're scoring uh, now. <laughs> Yeah, their last uh, their they last like three home goals. games, last three home games have been against Derby, Portsmouth, and Plymouth, and are combined ten and two, mm-hmm. ten goals, four two against. So they are flying. If, if we go in there and you know don't bring our A game, or even if we do bring our A game, they're they're probably capable of taking taking three from us. I and tell that's you what, that's what one of those games. Is. If we if we punch them in the mouth early, you know, you score a goal early. That's gonna be. Yeah, that's actually oh, good. What, 
Wednesday, or, as, as we've noted, Wednesday, I'm pretty good at like first 20 minutes, just getting a goal from somewhere. It can be a set piece. Yeah. It can be a route one. It can be punch him in the mouth. Liam Palmer or... running into the box randomly. <laughs> they have a, different, a yep. bunch of different ways to do it. George Byers <laughs> header. Um, so yeah, well, that's my... like, no, I'll take an own goal. I don't yeah. give a shit. It's, it's, uh, as Mike him in noted, the mouth early. if we score first, we're not going to lose. Yeah, there so... you go. Never, never happened. Never. Or to Mike. <laughs> Do we have any other business? I saw it. That's your cue, Tommy, by the way. Tommy does. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I got... Oh, God, I'm sorry. Yeah. I got business. So, uh, so what we're going to do is uh, I've, I've, I've gone ahead and purchased uh, some, um, some scarves, and I've made entire gift baskets of local beers and local distilleries and and stickers and it's 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 nice it's what we do in the south you know you, you have a gift bag so the from new york one, come settled settled down, stay. <laughs> it's the, the first 20 you come up to me and say you know hashtag new hue we're going with hashtag okay hashtag new you have to say so, hashtag new hue all right fair Yes, you have to say, and we're not going to publish this anywhere else. You will get a gift. You have to have listened to this podcast and go up to Tommy at the national meetup in Charleston. Nobody else will know this. And say hashtag new you. You get a scarf and you get a gift basket. Get a scarf. Listen. And by the way, the scarves. You can sit. You guys, you guys can attest. The scarves. The scarves are very, very nice. Scarves are beautiful. There's no doubt. So you yeah, have, you have something, uh, Mike. I just wanted to thank you for qualifying. This was about the meetup, so that twenty people. Yeah. So yeah. So just to, like to fly to Tommy's house randomly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the meetup in Charleston, South Carolina. Call your cousins in Carolina and tell them to go oh see my Tommy. God. <sighs> Hashtag new Hugh. This has been episode two hundred and nine, <laughs> I think, of the Owls Americast. Sheffield Wednesday opinion with an American accent. You can find us on the internet at alisamericas.com. Email the show at alisamericas at gmail.com. Find and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at alisamericas. Our podcast intro and bumpers are by fellow Wednesday as Reverend the Makers. The podcast is on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, iTunes, anywhere else you get podcasts. We're probably there. Just search the Owls Americast and you can find our ramblings. Where we do listen to the show, we do encourage you to rate and review it. And I think that's all I do before I do the outro, if I recall correctly. So, Tommy is not on Twitter. Tommy is in Charleston, South Carolina, with twenty-two gift bags. Uh, give, us, give us a little preview. What uh, what local liquor do the people that come up to you and say hashtag New Hue have to look forward to? There, there is a uh, a distillery here called Firefly, uh, and they make a very nice uh, 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 cinnamon whiskey that's uh they also make a a very nice uh regular whiskey and uh they have a they have a half decent vodka it's mm. you know you might get that in the gift bag so it's, it's... mike is on twitter at cascadia owls uh well mike you already know the code word so you're good to go but uh, shh what are you uh, what are you most looking forward to in Charleston, which is what, like two weeks away now, two and a half weeks away? 
Huh? Oh, you're not. You're going. on mute, Mike. <laughs> Mike's I'm on mute. And Mike is not going. All right. He's good, not going. Good, to good work by me. I'm looking forward actually... to. Um... <laughs> I'm not going. I, I wish I were. It's one of the few states in the country I haven't been to. So, um, but that that actually that cinnamon whiskey sounds like something I should try. So I would uh, I'd welcome that. Anytime, Mike, you show up here, I got you. <laughs> Justin's on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, Hashtag no, no, no. you. Justin, I think, is actually going to be there. So. <laughs> I am. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, that's all I got. I'm on Twitter at Jeff Petronastro. We got two matches. <laughs> it's been a long show. We'll just see you back here next week. 